This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Retail Revolution is a special limited podcast created specifically for retailing and service design. A unique course that is part of the Fashion Management Graduate Program at Parsons School of Design in New York City. Each episode features in-depth conversations with guest experts in omni-channel retailing with myriad perspectives, technology, consumer engagement, data analytics, merchandising, and more. We pay special attention to the short and long-term challenges and implications of COVID-19 and potential opportunities to rethink retail's future. Retail Revolution is produced by Joshua Williams and hosted by Christopher Lacey. Both are assistant professors in the School of Fashion at Parsons. Hello, all of our retail revolutionaries. Uh, we just decided that we would want to do um, just a little side conversation um, with you all. You know what, we'll, we'll say this is a happy hour conversation. So grab yourself a kombucha or a <laughs> wine or a beer or a shot of tequila. And I'm here with uh, Dr. Niz Safrudin, um, who we just completed a, a podcast with, a, a really amazing podcast talking about technology and the impacts of COVID-19 and the responsibility of retail when it comes to creating communities. So Dr. Niz is with us, and we also have Joshua Williams, who is also an assistant professor with me uh, with the Retailing and Service Design course and producer of the Retail Revolution podcast. Hey, fellas. Hello, lady and gentlemen. How are you? Good. Hello. Very well. Thanks for the opportunity. I've emerged from behind the, the uh, curtain here, which is kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. He's Oz. <laughs> I've come out of the podcast closet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the air's fresher here. So, guys, look, let's talk. Hold on. Before we do that, I'm just going to pour this. Hold on. There we go. Um, I'm just going to pour that. And um, <laughs> I love it. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. So, um, look, how are you guys feeling about this right now? What are your thoughts? COVID-19. What, I know, you know, I'm feeling, you know, it's funny because I have yet to feel anxiety. I, I think I might be approaching this in a really odd way where I'm, I'm actually been really pleased to have to slow down. Mm -hmm. um, slow down relatively. I, you know, I've been really blessed and, and fortunate that I, you know, gainfully employed and, and have been able to work from home and, and have that ability. So I, you know, I am well aware that there are many people out there who, who would be in a state of anxiety because they do not know where their next paycheck is coming from. Hmm. Um, and yeah. for that reason, that that does bring a great deal of sadness, um, along with a few other things. But I, I would say, you know, just for me on a personal level, I've enjoyed this time to be able to to step back. Yeah, I agree. I've. It's interesting because I think I've been busier in the last two or three weeks than I have in, in a, a lot of months. Um, but busy in a different way. I think that busy before the pandemic was mostly a, about meetings and sort of going from one place to another. And 
in the last uh, two or three weeks, it's really been um, more focused on creating and, and thinking and, and getting, you know, like a podcast out in less than two weeks. And um, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of crazy, but it, it's, it's kind of amazing when you're not having to go here and there and get on a train every morning and, and um, you know, kind of deal with all those meetings, how much time you have. And you know, I'm also grateful to be um, gainfully employed and to be able to not have to worry about that piece. But it's been extraordinary to have all this time to create. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like yourselves, I also have mixed feelings, you know, it's like a bit bittersweet. On one hand, I do sympathize and empathize with the folks out there um, who, as you mentioned, right, like who may not have uh, kept their employment due to this unforeseeable circumstance. Um, and also I have a lot of respect for the frontline workers from at the, you know, retail stores that are still open from the grocery to the pharmacy to, you know, even not even beyond retail, like, you know, um, hospitals and, and, and yeah, transportation and what have you. Um, that being said, um, I'm also incredibly thankful for this moment of introspection and solitude to be able to, you know, look within. And I, I suppose uh, with the way businesses are um, going or not going at the moment or trying to keep going, um, I think this is also this also applies to that at that scale. And uh, at some point also, perhaps it is a shift of um, us moving of our comfort zone. Perhaps at one point, you know, we're at this moment of inertia and then given now that with constraints and you know that's the funny thing about constraints creativity is born out of constraints you know mm. like without these constraints mm. without knowing these boundaries we won't know where and how much to push so it's like with you josh right and then chris where you come up with this um podcast because uh, the students aren't able to attend in the school but we still have to find a way and that's the beauty of the the human species where we're able to um creatively find avenues that Otherwise, we wouldn't if because things we're just busy being busy, not, you know, really necessarily being productive. And now we're thinking, okay, what's the best possible way I can still serve my community um, with given the constraints that I have? And perhaps that would actually get people to step out of their comfort zone and carry on this um, creation and invention and innovation that emerges from this moment of necessity um, when things go back to quote unquote normal. Yeah, I was. I was thinking about this the other day that as a professor, oftentimes I have to be the expert in the room in terms of, you know, presenting information or working um, with clients or, or students, whoever it might be. And in having, you know, doing this podcast in the last two weeks and, and speaking with, with experts in the area of retail, realizing that, yes, we all do have a lot of, um, you know, perspective, insight, experience, skills, but a lot of us are also you know, not sure what's coming next. And so in a way, there's this sort of um, mm. coming together of, hey, um, we, we actually don't know. We really don't know what's going to happen. We can surmise, we can, you know, start to plan as well as we can. But, you know, at this point, we don't even know when we're going to be able to walk out of our, you know, our homes and our apartments. Yeah, I think that right there is, is I think it, it forces us to re-examine priorities, right? You know, yeah. We, we got up every single day and, and look, for us, you know, we live in, in New York and we 
we have this ability to have pursued our dreams, whatever that might be, and 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 knowing that our dreams have changed from time to time. But the truth is, is that there were also moments where you kind of felt like you were on autopilot, or at least I did. And now I feel as though I'm in a place, and I know that I was already getting there. I think this particular situation forced me there faster that I am now in a place of making conscious decisions of what I'm going to do next. And 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 how do I want my day to go? And granted, my day is now spent, you know, being excited to travel, you know, to the curb, but (laughs) (laughs) but you you become creative about how you approach your day now, right? Like it's quite interesting, Dr. Seth Bruden just stated that, you know, this is this constraint has made us creative. And I think that's the beauty in this. I think the thing that scares me is that whenever this finishes though, retail drives me crazy for this reason. <laughs> it, it drives me crazy because you're you're only ever as good as yesterday's numbers. Only the people who are listening to this who either have worked in a retail store or in some form of it know what I mean. I hope that we don't get back into that because everyone is so panicked over the numbers that were lost at the end of Q1 and part of Q2. And then when we get back into it, we run everyone ragged again. I think if we do that, this would have been an entire waste. Well, it's interesting you say that because the thing that I've been thinking about is that none of us are really going to come unscathed, I don't think, from this pandemic, meaning um, some of us might get sick, some of us might know people who get sick or who even pass away. And, you know, that's already starting to happen in my circle of friendships. Um, No close friends um, yet that have have passed, but but people who are sick in the hospital and, and, and might not make it. And I think that there's sort of the human aspect of this uh, that we're dealing with in a way that um, we probably haven't since, you know, a war period and where we're, everyone is sort of dealing with the loss of, of life. And I, and I do hope, you know, Chris, that, that um, as we do go back to work, that perhaps we're coming with a more humane, more humanistic, um, you know, approach or at least sort of connection to people um, beyond just the numbers, because you're right. I think, you know, typically Americans in particular, we all sort of rally around in a time of crisis, but then, you know, within a few months, we're usually back to business as normal. And I don't know that, you know, that this will, I hope that it doesn't, it, it doesn't do that. I hope that there is some introspection going into the next phase, whatever that is. Right. Then I suppose the question is, what can we do here? Right. And what is this all really teaching us? Um, and that is then we can take from a, you know, a victim mentality to one that is of from a position of empowerment, right? And I realized that actually, you know, if you just look back in terms of if this this pandemic happened, say, you know, 50, 60 years ago, I think it would be a, a lot much worse, not just in terms of the medical physical, psychological side of things, but also, you know, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Now, you know, we can be thankful that we have uh, tools and technologies that allow us to also still be connected. So, you know, back in the days, it was really about, you know, the age of 
automation and economy of corporations where it's all about economies of scale, cost efficiency, analysis, you know. But now we're really in the economy of people where thanks to this age of digitization, there is this opportunity for, you know, um, mass like in the retail space, mass personalization, but also companies are able to be more revenue resilient and more, you can focus on being more design intensive. So really focusing on the, the purpose of, you know, the existence of a particular business and revisit that um, and, and, you know, reshape, uh, redesign, recalibrate all these other things. And I, I, I think when you come up with a plan at this point in time and a roadmap of who do you want to be, how are we going to get there? What do we need to get there? You stick to that plan. I'm, I'm rather optimistic with calculated risk, of course, <laughs> and a safeguarding plan to make sure that in the event such instances would happen, then we will be a bit more prepared. It's interesting because I thought of this idea, of, like instead of economies of scale, how about communities of scale, right? How do yeah. we sort of scale community uh, in this time? I, mean, I think we're already doing that through Zoom and, and through all of these other platforms that we're using to communicate. And and I wonder if that, that could be sort of a key key part of the plan going forward is yeah. is community building as opposed to economy building. Well, I was just going to say that whatever lessons that we take from here, like when this starts to subside, we, you know, we'll say like, hey, you know, we did that thing when we were in lockdown and let's carry that forward. So it's exactly what you said, like with Zoom and communities and because, for instance, you know, I'm I'm <laughs> I, like now I'm doing a, a lot of online yoga, online meditation, um, online, you know, morning parties uh, where we set our intent and all these other things. And I mean, that's already opened up a door of, of inclusivity for, you know, people who aren't able to attend to such an, a physical, you know, based event, for instance. And, you know, I, I, I don't see that going away. I, I see that being carried forward. Yeah, it's, it's, I love that you had just made the statement of inclusivity and accessibility. And I think if retail is to take anything away from this, and actually not just retail, all of us, when we go creating communities and it becomes communities of scale, yeah, what we really need to understand now is, is that this is something that's happening that it isn't only affecting a particular race, it is not only affecting a particular gender. It is not affecting only people part of a, of a certain political party. It's not affecting people who are in a particular socioeconomic group. It's something that's affecting us all. And I think the problem with us, whenever we've tried to create community or tribes in any situation, it is based on what you identify with. You know, if, if you identify with a flag, if you identify with the way you wear your jeans, you and your group identify that way and then it makes you in some way better than, than another group or, or less than than someone else and better than and whatever. And that's yeah. always the tricky thing when we talk about building communities. What yeah. I hope comes from this is, is we go, we are the community and that's it. That's just that statement. It's just, we are the community and the community is for everybody. There's inclusivity because we were all impacted and we are all literally that fragile. It doesn't yeah. matter if you went to the gym every single day. I'm a healthy person. I didn't feel well for six days, right? Yeah. So I think when we talk about that, like that's where we, that's where the next mindset needs to be. Absolutely. Yeah, and I you agree. know, my, my, my favorite part of the day is at seven o'clock in New York City where 
people, regardless of gender, you know, political party interests or religion or whatever it is, we just get together at, like in through our windows, roll up the windows and start clapping and howling and whistling and banging the pots and pans in, or, in order to show respect and appreciation for the frontline workers. And that is a sense of community. It doesn't care, you know, like who, who's doing it. We're all doing it. And that just happened organically. I mean, isn't that such a beautiful thing? Like, well, it is a beautiful thing. And it goes to show you that really, and, and I am going to say this, the universe knows what a group of people need. And this forced our universe. <laughs> yeah, it, it forced us to be in that space. Right. So hopefully we, hopefully, you know, we can come away with, with nothing else. If we come away with that, then, then honestly, something positive would have come from the loss of lives, the loss of, of jobs. Um, and, and, and because of that, hopefully we can rebuild. I'm glad we were able to have this conversation. This was great. I'm glad that you, that Josh came out from behind the curtain. <laughs> I'm glad that, that Dr. Safrudin decided to stick around for a little happy hour, you know, and, and all of our listeners, you know, what we want you to take from this is really that there is going to be a better moment and we're all a part of that better moment. Here, um, here. So yeah. thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Retail Revolution. A very special thank you to everyone who has helped make this podcast possible. Our guests, our students, and fellow faculty at Parsons School of Design, especially in such an extraordinary and unprecedented time. Our theme music was composed by Spencer Powell. Be well and stay tuned for our next episode.